How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Dad Tired Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Lopes. Join me every Monday as we dive into what it looks like to be men who fall in love with Jesus and help our families do the same. You can learn more about our books, resources, conferences, and even online community by going to dadtired.com. Let's dive into today's episode. All right, guys. Well, thanks for hanging out with us again today. Speaking of hanging out, I've got my wife here today. Hi. How are you, babe? I'm doing all right. Guys, love when you are on the podcast, and so I'm grateful to have you back hanging out with us today. Today, we're going to be talking about the specific role that your spouse plays in helping make the family unit stronger. Um, So if you're a wife listening, we'll talk about what it looks like to honor your your husband and his roles. But for most of the guys who are listening, dads uh, and men and husbands, we'll talk about the specific roles and honoring and really valuing and cherishing the role that your wife plays in helping shape your character and helping your family uh, grow stronger. So that's what we're talking about today. But before we dive into that, I do want to thank my friends over at the Christian Standard Bible for sponsoring this episode. Guys, if you don't know, Mother's Day is coming up like real soon. Yeah, May. Uh, Oh, geez. Is it? Okay. Well, that... That's next month, so... (laughs) Yeah, so... Uh, if this is the first time you're hearing about it, you're going to want to like start planning ahead for that. So, uh, what the Christian Standard Bible does is they have a great, they have a lot of great Bibles, but one Bible in particular, it's called the Encourage Bible, and it's a Bible that will specifically help your wife um, just dive into her word daily. It is a devotional Bible. It contains over 300 articles by 112 everyday women who are just like your wife. You can get a Bible that she'll actually love and love digging into. She'll be really thankful that you got her this. And it's pretty. It's very pretty. They make good looking Bibles. Uh, And what's also cool is for the month of April, the Christian Standard Bible and specifically the Encouraged Devotional Bible is 50% off at LifeWay.com. So dads, if you need a gift to get for your wife for Mother's Day, this is a great one to do. Again, 50% off through April when you go to lifeway.com and look for the Christian Standard Bible Encourage, I-N, Encourage Devotional Bible. Make sure to go get that. Uh, All right, babe, let's dive into uh, today's episode. Okay. Um, So one thing I was thinking about, um, we were in the middle of a quarantine. Everyone's talking about that. We're Mm -hmm. not really going to be talking about that today, but um, tensions can be higher than normal um, Mm -hmm. or things that may have caused kind of low level stress before the quarantine may be causing higher levels of, of stress now that we're stuck in the house with each other 24 seven. That's kind of been normal for us. Even since we've been married, you and I've had most of our days together. Yeah. We are home a lot. Yeah. Um, but for a lot of couples, this is the first time they're experiencing it. And, uh, we had tossed out, we, a lot of you who listen to the podcast who've been listening for a while know that we were living in a home where we really felt like God had placed us in this neighborhood and we, we got to see some really cool relationships built in that neighborhood that we lived in and we miss it a lot. We miss mm-hmm. our friends and our neighbors and the the friends f- from our kids uh, that, our, that our kids had. It was just a really great neighborhood. Anyway, we moved out of that place because our landlord was selling the house or doing something to the house. So she asked us if we would politely leave um, <laughs> yep. so she can move on to her next plans with that rental property. And we moved in this town home and uh, we signed a six month lease knowing that probably the next steps for us would be to hopefully purchase a home one day. So that's just something we've been exploring, talking about, okay, our lease is coming up to an end. What would it look like for us to potentially move out of this house and uh, move into a home that we can call our own? And uh, even that conversation, home ownership conversation, um, can cause some high levels of 
potential friction. And this is true for any big decision. Buying a home is a big one, but whenever you talk about money, sex, home purchases, death, kids, like all these are big topics. And oftentimes in these moments in marriage uh, is where friction happens because you move stronger into your default personality uh, mode. And for me, Jared speaking here, I move into dreamer mode. So when I see things on the horizon for future, I think, holy cow, this is a blank canvas for us to paint the most beautiful picture of what our family could be. So I'm like, let's talk about buying an RV and traveling the country, or let's go live in Thailand for three months Mm. or Africa for six months. You know, just go in all the dream mode. Like, let's, what if we got this house or this house? Layla, what mode do you go into in these moments? (laughs) I am the brake pumper. So I find a reason for each of his dreams to not work for us. So, um, yeah, I just kind of like pour over a reality check on all of his dreams. I've uh, affectionately given you a nickname. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he calls me the wet blanket. <laughs> or sometimes when he's about to tell me one of his ideas or dreams, he tells me to go ahead and put my blankets in the dryer real quick because he's going to tell me something that's been on his heart or on his mind. Yeah. So it's uh, it's most of the time we can joke about it. Um, but I'll yeah. say, hey, babe, you're, you're going to want to toss that blanket in the dryer real quick because I've got some ideas I'm going to toss out mm-hmm. at you. And um, but we both know that sometimes this is uh, what we joke about 90 percent of the time, 10 percent of the time has caused some major friction mm-hmm. in our marriage. Um, thinking specifically back to a really crappy season before Dad Tired started, where I was kind of just felt identity crisis and feeling like my life was spinning out of control. And, and as a result, our marriage was starting to deteriorate. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I just remember feeling that we went high into our default personalities. And as a result, we were like really pushing away from each other. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember that season? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Try not to sometimes, but it was the worst. Yeah. Yeah. You, um, some of it had come out of, um, decisions that you had made or ideas that you had had. Um, and we, you know, we followed along and, um, and it, yeah, it just kind of led us into a really, really hard season. And you became very much how you are and I became very much how I am and it just didn't mesh well. (laughs) Yeah, we were, uh, we were butting heads to say the least. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so that was like the most extreme version of where we've seen that in our marriage. Um, But we see it even in little ways when, like I said, whenever you think through kind of bigger conversations or bigger life decisions, um, this stuff pops out. I, I like to say, like, I remember I had a mentor in high school who told me this analogy. It's a really popular analogy now. Most guys, I'm sure you've, you've probably heard this, but it's the analogy of a tea bag, right? Like, so if you just found a tea bag uh, in the kitchen, you have no idea what it is. Um, the, t- the moment you will find out its flavor is when it actually hits the hot water. And that's when the character or the flavor of that tea is revealed when the, and and it can only be revealed mm-hmm. when it hits hot water. Um, and so his analogy was, you know, what character is revealed in the midst of hard times. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is something that we uh, have felt. Um, what we want to do though, in marriage where we want to get in marriage and where we want your marriage to get to is when, when like life hits hot water, um, you appreciate the flavor mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and not 
become bitter towards it mm-hmm. uh, or think that that flavor is bitter to mm-hmm. carry on with the analogy and actually want to like dump the tea down the sink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's worst case scenario. Um, so God, the whole, the point that we're trying to make here is uh, I remember back in Genesis three where, where the scriptures say that God is creating all these things. He's creating the stars and the moon, the galaxies. Every time he creates something, he says, this is good. This is good. This is good. And then God creates Adam and he says, this is good. He's actually, he takes great pride in his, in his creation of humans. But then he says something really interesting. He says, it's not good that man is alone, which is fascinating because God, before even sin had entered into the world, said something's not good. And it's not good that Adam is alone. And so then he said, let us create for him a helper. Um, and and this is when, when he creates Eve. And this is something that's so beautiful and so important for us as couples to remember that God is creating helpers um, for us, mm-hmm. that our spouse is our helper. They are not your best friend necessarily or mm-hmm. your soulmate or the one that's going to bring and fulfill all your joy and satisfaction. They are God's um, gift to you to help you become more like Jesus. And that's really where we want to get to in our relationships is where you can look at your spouse and see, man, God, thank you so much for the gift uh, of my spouse that you've given me, that they are helping me become more like you. And so that's what we want to dive into and kind of talk really practically about. Um, So let's get into that. But before we do, I just want to say one more thanks to our sponsors. Hey guys, just want to take a quick minute to thank my friends over at Yippee for sponsoring today's episode. Yippee has seriously been a lifesaver. Uh, I use it in my home to really give myself a little bit of a break. If you are home with your kids right now and you just need a little bit of time, maybe to cook dinner or clean the house or get something done, as I know a lot of you guys are working from home, Yippee is a great tool in your toolbox for doing that. Essentially, they have all these high quality shows that you can put on your Roku, Apple TV, any of your streaming devices and allow you to watch shows that are going to be highly curated for kids and showcase characters that build character. There are no ads and just a ton of YouTube style shows that star kids that are really safe and have tons of fun. Um, Again, I use this all the time throughout the week. I don't want to put my kids in front of a screen all the time, but if I just need 30 minutes to like break away to cook dinner or clean the house, I know that I can give them yippee and they will be entertained. It's safe content. It's content that's going to build their character and I just don't have to stress about what they're watching or what could pop up. There are no pop-ups, no ads. All the shows, again, are highly curated. And so just really, really good content. You can go right now to dadtire.com forward slash yippee. That's Y-I-P-P-E-E. Again, dadtire.com forward slash yippee, Y-I-P-P-E-E. And use the promo code dadtired. That's D-A-D-T-I-R-E-D, dadtired, all one word. And you'll receive 25% off your first three months of yippee. Again, go to dadtired.com forward slash yippee. Use the promo code dadtired to get 25% off your first three months. All right. So the other day when we had just started to dream about the potential of maybe one day owning a home again, I could see like pretty quickly that we were moving into our default personalities. Mm -hmm. I started to dream. You started to go into heavy like data analytics. Mm -hmm. What's in the bank account? Mm -hmm. Let's look at the next, the last six months of our bank account. Let's Mm -hmm. look at the next six months of our bank account. 
And I started to feel that little feeling in my chest that starts to feel like it's tightening up. It's nodding like up. I'm trying to ruin your life and take away my, all your dreams. You're ruining my fun. And I was like, oh, <laughs> gosh, this is such an exciting, fun thing. And here she goes. She's going to ruin it. She's going to ruin all my fun. Did you feel, what do you feel when I'm like? <laughs> well, getting, when you start going off about, you know, dreaming things, I think, oh, like, I know you're not trying to be malicious or lead our family into harm's way but i worry that you haven't thought everything through and my personality says my default is everything needs to be thought through and if you haven't thought it through it's not worth talking about yet and so when you just come at me with like we should buy a house and this is what it could look like and look at this neighborhood and what if we got a dog and then our seven kids that we might have someday could go, you know, and I, I just have to hit the brakes. It like I start tightening up and I'm not sure that you've thought things through. And so I, I have a hard time like following when you haven't exercised qualities that I think are the most important. But I know it's the opposite. You get frustrated when I don't exercise qualities that you think are important, like having big dreams and yeah, doing and, fun things. Yeah, and it's like we we are laughing about it, but really, mm -hmm. this is like a this is a big deal. This is yeah. this is a serious thing because it's it's what causes division mm -hmm. uh, in marriages. But and it's also where guys feel like I can't lead. Well, I'm trying to do something, or I'm trying to move us, or I'm mm -hmm. excited, and you're just putting this down, or mm -hmm. vice versa. Mm -hmm. Like for you to maybe feel like, well, I can't really respect your leadership mm -hmm. if you haven't thought everything through. Right. And those are real realities for guys, mm -hmm. wherever you fall on the spectrum, whether you're being like me and just kind of lead maybe sometimes through emotions without mm -hmm. thinking all the things through. Uh, and, and by the way, I, I, I would like to think in my maturity, I lead with, I start out with emotional things to kind of cast vision of where it could be and move my way backwards to details. And mm -hmm. you would just flip the other way. Yeah. You, I start with details. You start with details and then work your and way. And then see what dream will end up at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I don't want to say like, I'm just like, let's go buy a $2 million home even though we can't right. afford. You know, like, no, but never, really has said things like, let's move to Taiwan. <laughs> what? Thailand. No, Come whatever. on, Taiwan. Think Jeez. about it. We could, I mean, I could work from home and I could, you know. <laughs> He just legit will spend a lot of time. Start with the dream. You yeah. work your way backwards to see how it would happen. That's okay. my default right. personality. But the point is, again, yeah. this is where leadership, like if you feel like as a wife, I can't respect my husband because mm -hmm. he never thinks at the details or he doesn't think things all the way through or his head's in the clouds mm -hmm. or the opposite. Like my husband doesn't even dream. Like how can I trust him? He never casts vision mm -hmm. for where we could be in five oh, years. He's the wet blanket. I want to do things and he won't do anything. Right. Mm -hmm. These are like very serious when you yeah. have a husband that's trying to lead and a wife that's trying to her best to like follow the leadership of a husband but doesn't respect his mm -hmm. leadership. This is like huge things where things yeah. uh, collapse. So I want to like just remind you, uh, friends, like of two really important things here. The first one is this. God knew your spouse and knew who he would give to you as your spouse before the creation of the world. And he specifically gave that person to you for your good and for his glory. Like, not for my happiness. Not for your happiness. Not for my joy. The thing is that I always say, because some guys hear that and they're like, oh, gee, like that, is that even a good God? Like, is that a good God if he just gives you someone that's just going to like nitpick you all the time? Is mm -hmm. that really God's best for us? And I, I always say like, 
God's number one concern with you is your character, your sanctification. That's a churchy word of just saying like, are you becoming more like Jesus? Mm -hmm. So if you're brand new to like Christian term and so sanctification, that you may hear that word a lot. But the the word just means in everyday terms, are we becoming more like Christ? Like, are, are, is our heart changing? Is God actually taking the broken and messy areas of our life and making us more like Him? That's His main priority. Mm-hmm. Like, and you have to zoom out of your everyday life. We're so focused on today, this week, maybe this month or this year. God is thinking through the span of eternity. And so when he thinks, and he knows that death no longer has a sting, meaning death is, doesn't have the final word. So he's not thinking, well, your journey ends at 70 or 80 or 90. Like God's thinking through like, no, we're going to spend all of eternity together. And so what I'm most concerned about is not your temporary happiness, but your overall, like, are you becoming more like Christ? And again, so because he believes and his character sh- shows this out throughout scripture, that that's actually best for you. That mm-hmm. when we operate under God's design, it's for our joy. Mm-hmm. Like we have more joy when we find fulfillment in Christ and when we're shaped to be more like Christ, that's where life is best lived. And so when he thinks through your wife or your husband partnering with you, he's thinking, you are a tool. Like Layla, yeah. Layla, you are a tool that God is using to help shape my character for my good and for my joy. Mm. Um, because it actually, when, when my heart is becoming more like Jesus, I actually find life best lived out. Yeah. As human creatures, we don't, that's not our natural default. What we go for are things that are sparkly, mm-hmm. you know, so to speak. But things that will satisfy me today, right now, that looks good and I want it. And then we get burned or feel angry or disappointed or like, what happened, God? You know, you don't give me what I want ever um, when it's not necessarily in eternity's view, um, what is best for us. Yeah. And the, the other important thing to note here is God's a good God. who He's a good father who gives good gifts. And one of the good gifts he gives is your spouse to like even though your primary purpose isn't to bring me joy, you bring me tons of joy. Um, he's Thank still a, he's still a good gift giver. And uh, words of affirmation are just flow from my tongue. And Layla. <laughs> <laughs> you bring me joy too. Thank you. Layla's bottom of her lo- words of affirmation is the bottom of her love language list. Doesn't even resonate. So just go and load the dishwasher, Jared. I don't care what you <laughs> Uh, make the bet. Uh, <laughs> but you do bring me joy. And so even though your primary role is not necessarily to bring to be the source of my happiness, um, you do make me happy. Mm-hmm. And we have so much fun together and we laugh together all the time. And, you know, that that's a good gift that God has given us. You're not just this. <laughs> uh, it's not God isn't just giving you like this begrudging uh, nitpicking spouse just because so he, here, deal with yeah, her. deal with it. <laughs> that's that's because it's for your good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, God's a good gift giver. The second thing that is important to remember is this, that the things that are opposite um, about your spouse, that the, the parts of her character and personality and her characteristics that aren't like yours, those were likely the things that you fell in love with when you first met her. When I met Layla, I saw things in Layla that I didn't have. And I thought, man, even subconsciously, even mm-hmm. if I wasn't able to articulate it, it was like my soul longed for like completeness. Mm-hmm. Like, man. Uh, and again, I don't even remember specifically saying these things out loud, but I'm sure I was attracted to the fact that you were more grounded mm-hmm. and stable. 
you had the a job then that you still have to this day. <laughs> Jared's had like 12 different things oh added gosh. to his resume and I'm still doing the exact same thing literally, as when he met me. <laughs> literally the exact same thing. And At I, the same place. And my soul actually, I'm sure longed for that. Like yeah. saw that as so attractive. Like, wow, mm-hmm. I'm... What's the analogy you've used before where I'm a balloon and you're that? Yeah. yeah, I've always kind of compared him and I to like he's a helium balloon. And so he um, and then I'm like the rock that he's tied to. So um, and I'd use the example that sometimes like your helium um, balloon just kind of picks me up and it hops me around as the rock that's down at the bottom. But I kind of keep you from like completely flying, <laughs> flying away and you do pick me up um, and like move me into, you know, areas that I wouldn't normally go to myself. I think they call that the old ball and chain. Jared, <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> Same kind of analogy, it feels like. The old balloon and chain. It's not as fun as a balloon oh, and a rock. Okay. Uh, I'm being facetious. Balloons are happy and rocks are nice. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I don't remember where I was going with that, but yes. That, that's how we've kind of worked it. Oh, yeah. that's what I was saying is that, we, you know, I when we first met each other, that was attractive. My soul, like, was attracted to that. Like even again, subconsciously knowing that she's going to help keep me grounded, mm-hmm. um, and vice versa. Same for me. I'm sure um, I I was attracted to you know being um, just all the excitement that Jared brought and trying new things, <clears throat> doing things that I would never have normally come up with on my own or had the courage to try. He um, has you know encouraged me to do that. Hopped my little rock all around. <laughs> Um, so I, the, the main point here is for you guys to just remember, like th- these are the things that you fell in love with originally about your mm-hmm. spouse. These were the things that initially drew you in and attracted you to them. And so I guess the, the main point here is that you'd fall back in love with those areas. Mm-hmm. You crave balance. Your soul mm-hmm. craves balance. Like you, you crave to be more holistic as a person. You don't want to be just the dreamer who flies off the cuff and blows in the wind mm-hmm. with no direction and no leadership. Um, but you also don't want to be a rock that never moves, right? Mm-hmm. And so our souls crave to be more holistic. And God, again, created your spouse uh, so that they can help you become that. And really just looking at them, even in those moments, and really just realizing that, man, like what a gift from God. Even though this isn't like, it, it rubs against the way I would normally do things, my default personality. It's a gift that God has given me to help me become more like him, to shape my character, and to just really become more of a whole person that he's designing me mm-hmm. to be. And you can cultivate gratitude for that when you just change your perspective a little bit. Because, I mean, even we still, having an understanding of this, we still get annoyed with each other that we are how we are. So he'll still, I mean, we recognize it now. Today we're doing a podcast on it, but there are days, um, probably just yesterday, that I said something that he just kind of rolled his eyes and there she goes again. She's a wet blanket. She's all, you know, he almost feels like I'm discouraging to him all the time. Um, But if you just can, you know, you can cultivate gratitude for those things if you just kind of keep that perspective that this is different than how I do it. What is she saying that actually might be helpful? Like what can I glean from her um, groundedness or and vice versa? Same with me. What what am I holding on to that I can just maybe lean into him a little bit and his personality and um, see where it leads us? Yeah. So very specifically, again, going back to the how we started this, we were talking about dreaming about potentially buying a home together. We were sitting at the table. 
I go into dream mode, you go into data collection mode. <laughs> and I felt myself kind of getting, you know, that tightening of chest. So I excused myself to go take a shower uh, mm. as I was feeling that. <laughs> okay. Good to know. <laughs> Uh, didn't realize this was new information to you. <laughs> didn't know that's why you went to go take a shower in the middle of our discussing buying a home. Uh, so I go excuse myself to go take a shower. And in the shower, think tank, um, I just I just prayed. I'm like, God, what is it about Layla's personality um, that you're trying to really teach me and grow me? And and really, what what is it that I'm not valuing in her? that she brings to this family that is incredibly valuable and I'm missing it because I'm just seeing it from my own perspective. And so what I did was, uh, I thought it would be fun to like create an actual job description for Layla and vice versa so that we can, um, really see like written down on paper. These are the specific attributes and characteristics and personality traits that she brings to this organization called our family, our Lopes family. And here's her role in our family um, to really help us thrive. And I thought if I could just see that, I know it kind of subconsciously in my brain, but if I could see it, it's just going to help me further appreciate the things that she brings to our family. So I actually wrote them down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to put these in the show notes on the website. So if mm, you nice. if you click dadtire.com, then just click the listen to the podcast. You can see the show notes there and you'll be able to pull this up and I'll put it so you can download them, and then you can uh, use them as examples if you want to do something like this for your own family. So here's what I came up with uh, for Layla. I actually wrote it as an actual job description as if you were seeing it on a uh, website for a company. So I said, name Layla Lopes, role title, chief wisdom officer. Woo. <laughs> Uh, and here's my badge and, uh, and, and I wrote these for Layla and I think it's important to do that, to, to write it for the opposite spouse. Don't write it for yourself <laughs> or at least together. You right? can, yeah. Help together. Yeah. So here's the role description I came up for with for Layla. I said, Layla's role on the Lopes family team is to provide wisdom, stability, and pace in moments of big decision-making. The Lopes team relies on Layla to show the decision process to slow the decision process down enough to look at the situation from every angle and provide potential outcomes for each scenario. What's up? You're speaking my love language. That's (laughs) such a good... (laughs) I love when people do that. (laughs) The Loaf's team relies on Layla to set the pace of the family, meaning she allows us to live at a sustainable pace and not move too quickly ahead of ourselves. She protects the stability and safety of the Lopes children. What I meant by that is, uh, you know, if it were up to me, we'd probably live in a new house every six months. Mm-hmm. And that's not healthy for our yeah, kids. Jared gets bored easily, wants to move, wants to yeah. travel. Yeah. So your role is to protect the stability and safety of the Lopes children. The Lopes team looks to Layla to set the example of empathy for our team. When thinking through, how would this make another person feel we rely on Layla to give insight from an empathetic angle. Again, drawing out characteristics that you have that really no one else has in our family or that you just possess most strongly. Mm-hmm. And so really seeing that you have the deepest gift of empathy. And so we all as a team want to grow in empathy. And so putting that down, like this is Layla's role. So if I want to move too fast, this, uh, this happened the other day. We went to the gas station 
This was so crazy. We went to the gas station. Uh, do you remember this? Do you know where I'm going? I don't know. You're going to know, know exactly when, I'm, when I get into it. We went to the gas station. We're in the middle of this quarantine stuff. It did like just started. Mm-hmm. The quarantine stuff had just started. Pull up as a family. Uh, you know, in Oregon, at this time, you had to, the ga- we have gas attendants. I think we're one of two states that has a gas oh, attendant. Yeah. We've always had gas attendants. You don't pump your own gas here. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Although they just took away that law for the, in the quarantine. Anyway, so the gas attendant comes up. He's a young mm-hmm. kid. He's probably, in, he's probably in his mid to late 20s. And uh, I hand him my card and they say, what would you like to do? I said, can you fill it up with regular? He fills it up, you know, swipes my card, hands it back to me. And he's just standing there at the pump, which is a very normal thing to do. Mm-hmm. I have my window down. All this is normal. We're just kind of sitting there and quiet. And he just looks at me and says, I struggle with anxiety. I have really bad anxiety. Oh. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, wait, what are we doing right now? Like what? Uh, I'm like, I would just call me. He just yeah. like he, we had no prior conversation. Right. I've never seen the guy. We weren't even in our normal town. Uh, like I, I, we had no prior conversation. It was, it was really out of the blue. He was standing just, there and just said, yeah, I have really bad anxiety. I'm struggling with anxiety a lot. It was like we had transported into yeah. a, a counseling session mm-hmm. out of nowhere. And I was just like, Oh, bro, I'm really sorry, man. Are you like struggling? Is there, are you doing okay right now? Or are you struggling with this whole coronavirus thing? He's like, yeah, I'll be all right. I mean, he was just like, he was sad. Mm-hmm. Like he was legitimately yeah, sad. He was heavy. And, and so I was just like, holy cow, that, that was interesting and deep. And, you know, I didn't know what to do with that information. And so I was like, I kind of laughed it off because it seemed so crazy. We drove away and I was kind of laughing like, holy cow, what in the world just happened? Layla's got like tears in her eyes. Oh, I was so heartbroken. (laughs) This guy, I mean, I was just imagining what it was on his heart in that moment. I could even cry thinking about it now for him to like just say that to a minivan driving dad with, you know, three kids in the back and a wife in the seat to just say like, I have such bad anxiety. And as we drove off, I thought, I was thinking of all the things that we should have like, I just wanted to like maybe pick him up. We could take him out. I mean, we can't now because we're quarantined, but you know, like what, what's, you know, is there something happening right now? Is it, you want to talk about it? Like, you know, are you okay right now? What is it that, is there something you think we could help you with in the moment? And, uh, yeah, that that was so sad. You guys can't obviously can't see this. Not Layla's legitimately crying. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> oh, um, poor kid. Um, and this is the example of what I mean. Like you help our family grow in empathy, and because if we leaned only on my personality, I'm always thinking forward. I was thinking, mm-hmm. man, that was weird. Moving mm-hmm. on to the next thing. I, you know, I've got. I'm not cold hearted, but mm-hmm. in the moment, I'm compassionate, and then I'm moving on. Layla's like she sits in it she feels Mm -hmm. what that what people feel on a deep deep level and so she helps me even in that moment she was helping me on the rest of the drive home like oh geez what could I have done different Mm -hmm. how should I have approached that differently how can I be more empathetic and pastor people well in that you know so it's just it's really valuing that's why I wanted to write that kind of thing in the job description this is a characteristic that Layla brings to our family that's helping us become more like Christ um, and so to end your job description, I put these key strengths, wisdom, empathy, prudence, critical thinking skills, money management. Yeah. These are the things that Layla brings to the table. And again, this is so that I can, one, she knows that her skills are valued and two, I can value them. Does that make sense? Like 
Layla can now see like, no, that Jared recognizes that these are the gift, the characteristics that I bring to the family that are going to help us. Mm -hmm. And, and again, so, uh, we want, I wanted Layla to do that same. Uh, What this comes back to is I hear so many guys say, I'm just not respected. She doesn't respect me. Mm -hmm. Um, and really what that probably means is there's just a difference of personalities. Like Mm -hmm. she's not valuing your personality traits and you're not valuing valuing hers and there's a clash so the goal here is that we start to value each other's personalities as practically as possible so Layla you came up with one for me go ahead and read uh I just can't wait to soak these in as my words of affirmation I'm gonna actually (laughs) hit record double like just personally record this on my phone to play back from time to uh, time recording me on his phone as well (laughs) um so name Jared Lopes role title president of vision and adventure role description Jared's role on the Lopes family team is to create an overall vision for the family and to push each other, each member toward new challenges and adventures, ensuring that they grow together in character and bravery. The Lopes team relies on Jared to seek out new adventures, look for new opportunities, and create family memories. Jared's role on the team is to encourage each member to try hard things and push the team to do things they didn't think they can do. The Lopes team relies on Jared's leadership to set the vision for where they will go as a family, where they will live, how they will live as missionaries, where they are planted, and creating the overall brand of the family. Example, this is who we are as a family. Uh, Key strengths uh, for Jared, recognizing opportunities, leadership, and vision casting. Would you mind just reading it again and slower? (laughs) I will not. (laughs) yeah. So again, the, this is just helpful for us to really, so now I know, okay, this is part of what Layla views me and the, the, the roles that she like really values in me that I can bring to the table and bring right. to the family. When I'm seeing him coming up with new ideas, I can say to myself, I'm not going to be mad at this guy who's, um, you know, key strengths are, um, you know, vision casting. And then when he casts vision, be mad at him for it. Like that's a strength that he brings. Um, and if I keep that perspective, I can just try and keep my annoyance down and just recognize this is him exhibiting a strength of his. And that's a good thing for our team and, and vice versa. Yeah. And it only works if both people, if both people in the relationship are doing that. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so I'm going to bring all my strengths to the table and you're going to bring all your strengths to the table. Mm-hmm. Listen, I've worked at organizations where I've been upset at the HR person or the finance person or whatever, because they're not doing all the things or fast yeah. enough or whatever. But at the end of the day, they're doing a really good job at their job. Mm-hmm. That's what I was just <laughs> thinking. You don't get mad at the CFO for like considering the finances before right. moving forward. Like <laughs> right. that's his job. That's his right. strength. He'll keep the, the yeah. business in good financial position. Um, so you need him. Yeah, you recognize it. Mate, you get in any organization, you're going to have thorns in each other's side, but you know the best organizations know like you're here to operate fully yeah. in your strength so that it's we can thrive. It's for the good of right. the organization. And in this case, it's for the good of the family as a whole. Yeah. So one thing that we didn't do, but it could be fun to do, w- would do these for your kids, you know, as they start to grow, develop these for your kids and really help them start to identify, like, what are the key strengths and qualities that, they, that God has put in them that they contribute to the family? That's a fun exercise mm-hmm. to do that we plan on doing as well. Again, you can download these on the, in the show notes and then use them as examples for yourself. I highly recommend that you sit down. This took us maybe 40 minutes to, to write mm-hmm. out together, but sit down with your wife, uh, maybe put the kids to bed and just try to type up just put together words. That's how you could start is just come up with all the words mm-hmm. that describe your spouse. 
uh, and each other and then try to put sentences create a paragraph. Yeah, around yeah. those words. Um, we are big fans of like personality tests. So we love Enneagram. We'll put a link in the show notes for an Enneagram test. Um, but, you know, there's strength finders. There's all but kinds of free tests out there that you can use to kind of help shape. If you don't have the language yet or words to put to your strengths, there's a lot of tools out there that can help do that. So again, we recommend like Enneagram. That's a totally free test. It'll take you 20 minutes to do. Um, but I, I imagine that just sitting down intentionally for about 20 minutes, you guys together can come up with mm-hmm. a lot of strengths that you have. So that would be my challenge to you that you would sit down and that you would do these. Cause here's the thing. If you don't, uh, you will inevitably grow bitter. Yeah. Um, that that's, best case scenario, by the way, if you do nothing, if you mm-hmm. just continue on the path of just like, I'm going to do what I do and she does what she does. Uh, the best case scenario, you do nothing. You just continue on that, uh, is that you end up better. Worst case. If you don't choose to recognize these as gifts right. being brought to the table. Yeah. Know, yeah. Best case. It will in, always be an annoyance. Yep. You know? Yeah. Worst case is you end in divorce. And just speaking very bluntly, like I can't handle this. I married the wrong person. I should be with somebody who really appreciates mm-hmm. me uh, or who is more like me. I'm out of here. Right. That's worst case scenario. Either way, whether it's bitterness or divorce, you don't give your kids a glimpse of what marriage is for and you end up telling a lie about God. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, you say uh, the opposite of what God says. God says, I see all of who you are and I love you fully. When we don't want to be... Uh, the husbands and wives who say that, like who can say, I see all of who you are and I love you fully. And instead we see, or we say, I see all of who you are and I'm deciding to pull away. We tell a lie about God. Our whole purpose in marriage is to point my wife towards Jesus and to point my kids towards Jesus, to point the community around us towards Jesus. And by doing that, or the way I do that is to look at my spouse and say, I see all of who you are. I recognize all the good things in you that God is doing and I recognize that you are helping me become more like him and I'm sticking around no matter what. We point each other towards Christ. We remind each other of God's relentless and unconditional love for us. We remind our kids of that, the community around us. So when we don't take this stuff seriously, you know, it's kind of it can feel silly to sit down and write a job description for your husband or wife. Mm-hmm. But we do that because we take this stuff seriously so that we can tell the truth about God, that we see all of who you are, we recognize it and we love it fully. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking um, you could try, and, you know, if you th- find yourself like envisioning being with somebody else, someone who's more like you and um, thinks more like you and envision that that would be a way you to just like get along in life better and easier or smoother. But if you go back to what we were saying in the beginning, like when um, like if if you just have to find that person and recognize that person as, you know, and if that's the spouse that you're married to, that's the person that God has created for your good and his glory. And so instead of thinking of somebody else who could um, just be more like you and just have fun, like the sparkly thing in the world, you know, that, that handsome guy or that beautiful woman who you think is more fun and would, um, you know, you'd get along with better. That's not, that's not, that's why we say like your marriage isn't for your fun and your happiness. It's for your good and his glory. So another thing I was thinking when you were talking is about, um, what a cool gift it is for the kids to have two parents that, um, bring these different strengths to the table and are recognized as strengths. So like for our kids, Elijah, Eden, and Ella, 
to grow up someday and say like I had a dad who was always like you know he's adventurous and he led us um, well and he would um, cast vision and um, find all these fun opportunities and and my mom would always like make sure that we could do it safely and that we could actually afford to do these things and like mom brought these things to the table and so they will carry those pieces with them so that when they get married someday they have that um, example and then they can rise up and see what their you know strengths are and recognize in their wife that their their wife or husband um, these things as strengths and here's how my mom and dad use their strengths to make our family what it is and look forward to doing the same in their own family someday yeah we're trying to build legacies mm -hmm. generational like just strong families and uh, what we don't want our kids to say is they were always at each other's throat annoying each other what yeah. we want to say is, man, my mom and dad were nothing alike mm -hmm. and they just totally valued that. Yeah, right. That That's the end goal. Yeah. View that as a good thing. This yeah. is how God used my mom to help my dad. Yeah. This is how God used my dad to help my mom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for listening. We hope that that is helpful for you. We highly encourage you to go to dadtire.com and click that those job descriptions so that you can um, just start to do this in your own marriage. We'd love to hear from you. Layla has her own email address, layla at dadtire.com, L-E-I-L-A at dadtire.com for any husbands or wives. Wives mainly. <laughs> I don't know if I need a bunch of husbands emailing you. Although well, I'm open. Yeah. I mean, if somebody yeah. has yeah. questions no. from the wife's perspective, I'm just always felt happy. weird. It felt weird. If I'm honest, <laughs> just saying. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, you can email Layla. Layla at dadtire.com, and um, don't email me. You can email me. Stop. You can email. Please email me. Hello at hello at dadtire.com as well. I do, I'm not good at details and emails and all that stuff. Yep, and that's not in your. Uh, I did put in the job description. Job description, yeah. Delegate it. Love you guys. Thanks for hanging out today. I hope this is helpful. We will see you soon.